What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 13 of season five. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, Brundog, back at it again with another episode and another, yet another, Patriots loss that we're ready to talk about to our absolute heart's content. Is that not right? Oh, it's that's perfectly right. Uh, we have the worst team in the NFL. <sighs> we don't even have the, the best pick yet in the draft, so that's depressing. But Kurt, we are actively you- working on it. You know what's crazy is I saw a tweet this weekend that the Patriots lost and their draft position actually got worse in terms of like it's a lower pick. I'm like, well, that was counterintuitive then. So even when we're losing, we're losing. That is what I'm (laughs) trying to say here. Shit. We we can't even do losing correctly at this point, Kurt. (laughs) No. Dude. That was funny. I, I was at football practice today, and yeah. one of the high school kids just comes over to me, and he goes, you know, I learned something today. And I was like, what's that, Will? And he goes, hurt people hurt people. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, Gandhi, take it easy. Right, like, well, let's fucking chill, my you. guy. I don't know if he was being serious or being funny, but I was like, what are we doing? And that, that your comment about when we're losing, we're still losing. Yeah, made me think of it. Was he yeah. Kurt? What did he happen to be the the like Granby Conference Player of the Week or whatever that someone was that him? That was him. He's oh, disgusting. Cool. He is so good. What's what position he play? He's a running back okay. slash tight end slash oh. middle linebacker what? slash kick returner. He's one of those kids who does everything. Can we just back up a quick second to the first two positions you said? Running back slash tight end? I'm not sure I've ever heard of that combo happening. In, <laughs> obvious, in obvious passing situations, we put him at tight end because he's so lethal in the passing game. So is he like short? Like is he Christian McCaffrey? Or you, you have to be tall to be a tight end, right? So what – I don't no, understand. No, I, I mean he's, he's you know, six one. Oh, damn. Okay. But, dude, he's built like a freight train. Sheesh. Um, what, uh, what? His brother is the one who knows Puka Nakua. Dude, what the? This fucking family is football. Fuck the Mannings. This is football royalty family right here. It is. Um, what, what, uh, like, is he going to, is he a senior? What, like, what level is he? He's a senior. He's definitely going to play at the next level. He is disgusting. Well, that's what I was asking. So, like, are we, so we're talking like Georgia? Like, that's going to be sweet. We're going to go some Georgia games next year. I love Will, but no, I don't <laughs> okay, think we're going not to Georgia. Yukon uh, or UMass? Question mark. He could play at Yukon or UMass, hundred percent. Well, we're gonna need him, so let's put the full court press, full court press on, boys. Uh, Jim Mora, you know, I know you're listening to this, a big listener of playing the field. Uh, better start recruiting now. You know, you got some connections, so he's here to save Yukon football. Will, 
Bruno, we can just go talk to him next Wednesday when we're together oh, on campus. This is very true. I forgot that you're literally speaking to the football team next Wednesday, so you'll just tell them while you're there. Yes, I'm giving them an <laughs> inspirational speech not to suck anymore. I used to work in this very building, and we were fucking shit. And now I came back, and we're still fucking shit. <laughs> Bruno and I hung fucking TVs in this bitch. I used to get in fucking fights with the football fucking ops guy here all the time. <laughs> I will never forget the full blown fight I had oh, with him on the ladder. On the ladder, while everyone watched. We were and Ant was even Ant, who's notoriously like he doesn't give a fuck. He'll say shit. Even he was like looking at us like sheesh. <laughs> it was like joking at first, and then it quickly became not joking. Yeah, it was like ha ha. I'm gonna fucking drill this screw right in your eyeball. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> so, like yeah, the Chucky times. doll. Oh god. Oh no, not the Chucky doll. Oh Jeez. yes. Good times. Whatever. Uh, good old <laughs> And that's what we're doing next Wednesday, baby. <laughs> let's do it. Bruno, um let's talk about football. Sure. But not of the Yukon variety. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. And also not of the Patriot variety. We will save that bitch for the end of the show. See ya. Goodbye. Bruno, let's get into it. All right, we got some week six recaps coming your way. The only place to start Thursday Night Football, Bruno. Uh, Chiefs got the job done at home, knocking off the Broncos 19-8, to your classic AFC West powerhouse showdown. 19-8, to baby, just as everybody was expecting. Uh, in this one, Mahomes and Kelsey lit it up. Trav, Travi Patty, uh, nine, he had nine receptions for 124 yards. Um, with that being said, Bruno, this has become tail of the tape. Uh, we, we've said this now a couple weeks in a row. It just feels like we are waiting for this chief's offense to kind of take that next step and explode. And time and time and again, it just hasn't come for them. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I Kurt, I mean, they, this is not the chief's offense we're used to seeing. No, it is not. Bruno, for the Broncos, we have gotten used to seeing this more yeah. of the same from them. Yeah. They were shut out again going into the fourth quarter, and they just look like a team destined for failure the rest of the way. And I'll tell you what, it makes me happy. Yeah, especially with big money tied up to both Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. That is depressing with a capital every single letter of that word. Um, Ruh-roh-raggy. Kurtai, our second recap here is yet another pip. If motherfucking brought to you by the order of the Peaky Fucking Blinders Cheerio game of the week as the Ravens took on the Titans in London. Um, Kurt feels like I feel like I've, we've been doing a Pip Pip Cheerio game for the last seven weeks in a row. Don't get me wrong, I like saying Pip Pip Cheerio, but it's like I didn't even realize there's just London games after London. Lon- London has fallen. We said that like seven weeks ago, and then they just continue to play games there every single week. So we're gonna have to figure that one out. Um, Kurt, speaking of figuring things out, NFL teams have simply just not figured out how to do London games because every single London game, there's a team out there just completely sluggish and uh, fucking up their own buttholes. This week it was the Titans. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. They did the same thing as the Bills. They did last week and the Bills lost. The Titans didn't get there until Friday. What did they do? Come out sluggish, sloppy, and couldn't do shit. Uh, the Ravens won the game thanks to uh, Lamar Jackson playing a solid game, thrown for a touchdown, but the real story, Justin Tucker kicking six. Yes, six field goals. Um, that makes me so happy in my other fantasy league that I just dropped Justin Tucker because he had been playing like garbage until this game. 
Um, so the Ravens get the dub. I don't even think there's really takeaways for London games. We said this last week for Jacks Bills. You just want to get the win. It doesn't matter how ugly it is. You just want to get the win because who knows even what's happening over there. Like, honestly, I don't even think those two teams did. The real takeaway here is that Ryan Tannehill hurt his foot. And I think he might be out for a little bit or out or something going on. Um, the fact that he's even made it this long as the quarterback for the Titans is shocking. So maybe this is the end of it. Who knows? Ravens get the dub. Yeah, I'm interested to see where the Titans go next in terms of who uh, who's going to be the quarterback over there. Is it going to be Will Levis? Are they going to go with uh, who was it? Who's the other guy? Malik Willis. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I'm just I'm 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 intrigued. I my guess is I hope it's Will Levis. I think Will Levis is pretty good, but um, it sucks for the Titans because again, just a so bad for DeAndre Hopkins. Let's yep. put it that way. Yep. But he chose them. He did. And they have a better record than the Patriots. So fucking fuck. Fucking fuck. That's what the <laughs> commanders were saying two weeks ago when they lost to the Bears, Bruno. That is not what they're saying this week. Commanders got back into the win column. They beat the Dirty Birds 24-16 on the road on Sunday. Uh, Sam Howell bounced back in a big way in this one. He threw three touchdowns after his god-awful putrid performance in Chicago uh, the week before. Bruno, the commander's defense also got back to their winning ways. They picked off three Desmond Ritter passes in the victory. Ritter, however, did realize finally, Bruno, that, hey, I have Drake London as a receiver. Hey, Drake London, pretty good receiver. Let's throw him the football. Uh, he finished with nine receptions for 125 yards. But again, this this Falcons team showed a lot of life early, and now it just seems like... Hmm, Maybe they're fading a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Falcons have been so up and down all year. And I feel like each week I'm like, Desmond Ritter played like shit. Desmond Ritter played well. Desmond Ritter played like shit. So um, we'll see if they can ever consistently use those offensive pieces. But uh, yeah, tough loss for the Falcons. Uh, Kurt, in our, I, I, I'm going to attempt to outdo you in a worse toilet bowl matchup, Mr. Irrelevant matchup, irrelevant period matchup of the week. Vikings Bears. This was uh, most funly known as the one and four bowl with both these teams coming in one and four. And the Vikings got the dub 19 to 13. Uh, let's just lay the groundwork out here. Uh, Vikings, no Justin Jefferson. I feel like when you don't have maybe the best receiver in football playing for a team, that's tough. Uh, the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields got sacked four times and then like hurt his thumb during the game and he had to leave, leading to Tyson Bagent. Bagent? Bagent? However the fuck you say that. Never even heard of that dude before, playing quarterback for the Bears. Uh, Kurt, Justin Fields like hurt his thumb and he literally could not grip the football. And so I think if you're a quarterback, you probably need to do that to play quarterback, which means, you know, it's it's tough if, you, if you're not able to literally hold the football. Uh, ball security, job security. Um, I don't really have too much to say about this. I mean, who really cares? Both these teams are going nowhere. You know, Kirk Cousins made some plays. They returned a fumble for a score on defense. You know, I guess they've won two of the last three without Justin Jefferson. So that's kind of nice. But in reality, both these teams are going nowhere. So good for the Vikings. Uh, bad for the Patriots because the Bears lost again and they're above us in the pick standings. So, yeah, I need them to I need them to start winning again. Yeah, that's yep. we know that was rude of them. We both picked them to win this weekend. And yep. that's what they give us. Fuck up. Fucking douchers Douche. bruno Douche. if you were scoreboard watching mm. early in the day on sunday and this score popped up on your screen <laughs> you had to do a double take maybe a triple take because at one point <laughs> in the panthers dolphins game 
the goddamn Carolina Panthers, the 0-5 Carolina Panthers, <laughs> were up 14-0 on the Dolphins. But let me tell you, that shit did not last long, Bruno. Tyreek Hill said, yep. hold my beer. Let me let me catch a long tutty. Let me do a backflip holding the cell phone, little selfie backflip video. Uh, he got fined again by the NFL. He's been fined in every game this year. So he don't give a shit. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> the Dolphins just keep fucking winning. Uh, Bruno, 42 points uh, for the Dolphins again in this one. This just seems like they're in the 30s or 40s almost every game. Uh, final score, 42-21. Two are through. Uh, three touchdowns in the victory. Obviously, like I said, the deep shots, Tyreek Hill. Bruno, Tyreek Hill's stat line to this point of the season right. might be better than the entire Patriots receiving oh, core. Don't say that. 49 receptions for 814 yards and six touchdowns. Sometimes people are like, you know, if you had 1,000 yards receiving, you had a good year. Right. There's a chance he gets to 1,000 yards receiving by week seven. Are you shitting me? Oh, I would like to Mike have that. Mike McDaniels, baby. Yeah, revolutionizing the game of football. Uh, Kurt, that's... We should... We're going to play this fun game at the end of the season. Like, we should keep track of how many yards and touchdowns he has after each game and see how many games he would only have had to play to have more than the Patriots receivers have all season. Because he could maybe might have been yeah. able to stop after a week like three and have more than us all season. Yes, yeah, so um, let's do that. So it must be very nice for the Dolphins. Um, speaking of very nice offensive stats, Jaguars, Colts, Jaguars, 37, Colts, 20. Um, good game for the Jaguars. They are coming back from their own London pit pit Cheerio game last week against the Bills. They were hoping to not have any London hangover, and they did not. Um, they played the Colts, uh, and the Colts, for the ninth straight time, when the Colts were on the road in good old Jacksonville, uh, they lost. They've lost nine straight road games to the Jaguars, which is kind of hilarious. Um, for the Jaguars, everything on offense was seemingly working. Trevor Lawrence threw through three touchdowns. Travis Etienne did his thing again. He's been popping off this season, uh, you know, proving the, the RB1 label to be correct. Um, again, they just there's not much to say. Their offense was clicking. The Colts, you know, they already were without Anthony Richardson, who just, I think it was announced today that he's having season-ending surgery on his shoulder. So they were having Gardner yeah. Minshew. They put up 20. Again, I don't think the Colts are really putting up more than 20 in a gardner Minshew game, you know, more than maybe once. So, you know, for the Colts, they just couldn't score enough to keep up. Um, he also threw the ball 55 times. So I don't really think we need gardner Minshew with 55 pass attempts uh, as the secret format to success here. Um, I will say the bigger takeaway, not to minimize the Colts quarterback situation, but for the Jaguars, uh, Trevor Lawrence like hurt his knee. Um, there's been all sorts of reports recently because I believe the Jaguars are playing Thursday Night Football this week, I think, which is tomorrow. I'm just opening to check. 10-19? Yeah, tomorrow. So they're playing the Saints tomorrow. So there's been all these reports about, is he okay? Is he not okay? He obviously could afford to lead the game late against the Colts, but like, will he be playing? I think he's trending towards playing. If you're the Jaguars, they're rolling right now, so they want him to be playing um, for them. But Jaguars are playing good, Colts playing bad. That's the story of the game. This is true. Bruno, there's a team also in the AFC South who's playing pretty well. Not the team you would have expected at the beginning of the year, Bruno. Mm -hmm. Goddamn Houston Texans. Bruno, after failing to get a stop in their loss to the Falcons last week, Texans ended up getting two stops in the last five minutes to secure a big victory over the Saints on Sunday, after Sunday afternoon in Houston. Final score in this one, Bruno, 20-13. Um, so, again, not 
eye-popping numbers or anything like that. But another big win for the Texans. They moved to 3-3 three and three on the year, which I don't know if I expect them to get three wins at all this year. So the yeah. fact that they've gotten to yeah. point is impressive. Um, I think the story of the season so far for them has been C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. In this one, he, he only threw for 199 yards, but he made the most of those opportunities. Also threw two touchdowns. What do you got, Bruno? What did he also throw? He did inevitably <laughs> throw his first. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it, which we you about talked it. about on the pick six. <laughs> yes, I mean, I didn't want to interrupt your point. Yeah, they're obviously playing really well. I don't. Did you also see? Not to make this all about Patriots, but that's what we do. Um, did you see? He ta- there's that story about how he like talked with Brady before the season and was like doing his best to like win over the locker room, and then he's done that and played really well. So I think Tom Brady the goat confirmed. Oh, I mean, he really rubbed off some of his deliciousness onto him, so it worked. <laughs> Bruno, <laughs> do, wow, I'm getting real sidetracked. Shocking, right? Do you remember Chicken Selects at McDonald's? Yeah, that's that's bringing the that's bringing the throwback back. There was this dumbass commercial that my father, Bradfield Weather, used to quote all the time. And it was a chicken select commercial from McDonald's where it was like someone had the chicken selects they were eating and people were like trying to like take it from them. And it was like back away from the deliciousness. And my dad quoted that <laughs> at every meal. Oh, my God. Uh, so that is why deliciousness popped into my head. Anywho, Bruno, uh, Saints, not their best performance in this one. They were clearly still wishing they were playing the goddamn Patriots when having their way up in New England because the I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Texans actually are so much better than the Patriots that they (laughs) the Saints look terrible this week. So switch that around your brain. That hurts. Splish splash. I was taking a bath. Um, Kirk, before I even talk any more football, you're talking about old McDonald's commercials. Do you you remember that uh, filet fish commercial? Give me that filet fish. Give me that fish. I can't imagine anyone (laughs) eating that. No, I can't. No, no, no. I've never, and this is a promise. I promise on my life, I've never gotten that from McDonald's. But I've also never forgotten that commercial since it came out. I don't even know how old that commercial is. I that will sometimes just start playing in my head, like when I'm trying to think or do work or like be professional. In my head, it's just a monkey just running around, being like, "Give me that filet fish. Give me that fish." Like I don't, I can't. I don't know why. So that's that's my version. Yeah, that's my version of the, the Bradfield. Anyways, Kurt, I don't really know how to transition from Playfish to Rams Cardinals, but we're gonna we're simply going to try here. Uh, the Rams scored 26 points. The Cardinals scored nine points. Uh, you don't have to be a math wizard to know that that's 26 is more than nine. So the Rams beat the Cardinals. Um, I'll start with the Cardinals because that's really easy for a second. You know, Josh Jobs not playing well. Um, he had some good wins earlier. They beat the Cowboys. He had some good, maybe good games, I should rather say. Um, but like, in all honesty, this Cardinals team, this version of the Cardinals is kind of what we thought was going to be happening. Um, maybe this was more like, you know, the for Arizona, uh, they could, can't really afford to have all of their sports teams be good. So I think the Diamondbacks probably just absorbed any goodness that the Cardinals were doing and just said, you don't need this. You're the Cardinals. You're playing like shit this year. You're not going anywhere. Give it to us. And then the Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers. Uh, clearly, that didn't last because now they're down 2-0 to the Phillies. But, you know, the Diamondbacks at least have made the NLCS, so it's good for them. Cardinals, on the other hand, are going nowhere. They only put up nine points. The Rams, I think what's impressive about them, uh, they've had some good offenses. We know Sean McVay can cook up a good offense unless he's playing in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Um, Kyron Williams, Kieran, Kyron, however the fuck you say that, running back for the Rams, he had a banana stat line. 
four yards, two carries in the first half. Why am I mentioning that? Because he ended with 158 yards and a touchdown, which is fucking hilarious. So he popped the fuck off in the second half. Cooper Cup coming back from injury recently, seven catches, 148 yards and a touchdown. What's funny is that like those are banana numbers. It's just kind of like what we're used to seeing from Cooper Cup. He just comes back from injury. He's like, oh, yep, seven catches for 150 yards and a touchdown. Like, what the fuck? So if you're the Rams, at least, you know, I don't. I, the Rams are kind of an interesting team. I mean, they're three and three. They're definitely in that like second tier of like good teams in the NFC. I don't think they have any chance in the division because the 49ers are in their division. But like, you know, depending on how the season goes, if the Rams continue to play well, they'll be in the wild card hunt. So like, you know, again, uh, they're they're working through some things. So good for the Rams, bad for the Cardinals. We are on to the next game. Bruno, it is interesting too for the Rams. Like with Puka Nakua, with Cooper Cup, with an emergence of a run game, it's like, can they get on a run? I don't know. I mean, the NFC West, obviously... Obviously, the 49ers are there. Right. But then, like, the Seahawks haven't been great. Like, I don't know. Maybe the Rams can make a run. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Some runs. There is one There is one team who is making a fucking run, though. Who dat? Well, no, no. Not who dat. Who dat? Who dat? It's Dan Campbell <laughs> biting some kneecaps, Bruno. Uh, Bruno, it is also time... We put some goddamn respect on Jared Goff's name. And it's been a long time since I've had to say that. But it is the truth. He balled out again in this one. 26, 20-6 victory for the Lions over the Bucks. He had 353 yards passing and two touchdowns. He found his favorite target early and often in this one. Amon Ross St. Brown torched the Bucks secondary. He had 12 receptions for 130 yards and a touchdown of his own. Bruno. The Lions are currently 5-1. They're off to their fastest start since 2011. That was a long time ago. And and they share the NFL's best record. That is right. The goddamn Detroit Lions are 5-1, tied with the best record in the NFL. Bruno, I have to ask you this burning question in my brain. Ask me. Are they a top three team in the NFL right now? A top three? Three team, I don't know, Jim. Kurt, my answer is no, because they're top two, and they're not two. So the best team <laughs> you didn't know where I was going with that, did you? <laughs> I was confluffled. <laughs> no, I mean we'll we'll see, we'll see. I will say their their best win, which was a good win, was over the Chiefs in Week One, so that must be said. However. The hype is about to absolutely take off, Kurt. I think we talked about this at one point already. They are balling out. They're playing really well, so you can't take that away from them. Their schedule is definitely eager, e God, eager, easier than the Eagles and also the 49ers. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They're playing the Ravens this week. They're playing the Chargers in two weeks. And outside of those two teams, the only other better, the only other team that's even good on their schedule is the Cowboys in the second to last week. I mean, Kurt, listen to these teams really quick. We don't spend a lot of time. Ravens, Raiders, bad. Chargers, Bears, bad. Packers, bad. Saints, mid. Bears, bad. Broncos, terrible. Vikings, terrible. Vikings again, terrible. And then Cowboys at the end of the year. Like, that's wow. their schedule. So they could, they could legitimately be 16-1. I mean, fuck it. 
fuck it. Let's get crazy. I would love <laughs> Let's get that. Crazy. So yeah, they're good. They're rolling. And again, even if they beat up on teams all season, you're going to build up confidence and like good habits and like, you know, good plays and making football moves and all that sort of stuff. You're going to build that up over the course of the season. So I, you know, the, the, the Lions hype train is, is for real hurt. And I, I'm happy to be on it considering we don't have a hype train of our own. No, we don't. Uh, Kurt, if the Lions make the Super Bowl, uh, they will have to play someone from the AFC. And if it was up to Kurt's preseason pick, that team from the AFC would be the Bengals. And after a start to the year that was one and three, people were doubting Joey B and the Bengals uh, and if that was going to happen. But fast forward two weeks later, Kurt, and the Bengals are three and three. They told everybody to R-E-L-A-X. They played the Seahawks this week. And while it wasn't the prettiest game of all time, they got the dub. And I think that's what the Bengals need at this point. They need some wins, especially in that division where it's going to be all bunched together and it could be one game separating first and last and all that good stuff. So the Bengals are happy they got the dub. Kurt, 17 to 13, not really the most amount of points you've ever seen scored in a game. But, you know, with T. Higgins out, this, the Bengals were limited a little bit, especially with Joey B still like working back to 100% from his hamstring or calf injury or whatever it was. Um, they did have Tyler Boyd step up as wide receiver two for the Bengals. That was really nice for them. Seven catches on seven targets and a touchdown. They also had a rookie wide receiver. I don't know if I'm going to say this right. Andre Iosivas. I think you have to say it with that pronunciation. Um, he caught his first career touchdown for the Bengals. Uh, and there's that cool clip. I don't know if you saw Kurt of Joe Burrow, like running to the end zone, getting the ball, making sure his boy got his first touchdown catch. Cause that's a cool moment for sure. Um, so they put up 17. That being said, they only scored three points in the entire second half. Question mark trailing off voice. Um, that's not exactly what you want to be seeing, but Kurt, their defense is balling out. Sam Hubbard's balling out for them. He's getting sack after sack. Um, you know, in reality, the defense is what won this game for the Bengals. The Seahawks, you know, they had two late fourth down red zone attempts late in the game. Uh, it resulted in, you know, Geno Smith interceptions and stops. And so, like, again, I guess you can say the Seahawks, like, could have won this game. We're going to make some cases for teams should have winning games as we go on here because there's some more uh, shocking results later. But, um, you know, I, for the Bengals, it is good at least that they got that dub and their defense led them to it. Uh, the Seahawks, on the other hand, you know, they might go down as the only team this year to beat the Lions. So they have that going for them. But they're really only going to go as far as Geno Smith takes them. And that's probably not something you are super confident in saying. We're going to go as far as Geno Smith takes us. So, you know, we'll see what happens with them. They're probably in that same category as the Rams. Like an AFC West, or sorry, an NFC West team that's like solid right now is around three and three and they have the rest of their season to try to make something happen just probably not in the division so we'll see what happens there uh kurt a little fun fact for you that'll make you happy for your bengals super bowl aspirations the bengals are three and three this year kurt they are oh and three against the afc and three and oh against the nfc so they just need to make it to the super bowl and it's a guaranteed dub for you for you and the cincinnati boys kurt <laughs> i tried to warn everybody i tried to warn everybody you did you did <laughs> no one Nobody listened to me. No, Bruno. Knows. Br great, great commercial. Bruno, <laughs> who did I have them play in the Super Bowl? Hmm, it might be a little team from a little San Fran. A little San Fran, Bruno. The San Fran team that I dick rode last oh. week on this podcast, and I hyped up to no avail. Uh, that all came crashing down and burning this week, Bruno. You want to know why? Why? Because we have two games that were absolutely bananas with their results on Sunday. And the first one just so happens to be about my San Francisco 49ers. They took the big fat fucking L. <laughs> big fat the, fucking L. 
The big fat liar? Or the big fat I, L. Yep, big yep. fat L. <laughs> BFL. Oh. That should be the name of this episode. Uh, they lost to the goddamn Cleveland Browns. 19 to 17, Bruno. <laughs> that game just screams must watch. Yeah. Uh, Bruno, there are a couple things that need to be said. The first yeah. thing that must be said Deshaun Watson did not play. No, sir. He was off getting a massage elsewhere. Oh, boy. So, TJ oh, Walker. Yes, that <laughs> PJ Walker. PJ Walker. Sorry for the brown. Bruno, and are you, I don't, Bruno, are you sitting? Uh, I am a sit guy and I am sitting. He is sat. Okay. I don't think you're ready for this for this PJ Walker stat line. Hit me with it. 18 of 34 for under 200 yards passing, Oof. zero touchdowns, and Oof. two interceptions. Oof. Jeez. And one big fat <laughs> W, bitch. Oh, my God. Because even Oof. despite that stat line, the goddamn Browns still won. Oh it made God. no sense. But what else needs to be said? The 49ers were battered and bruised in this mm-hmm. one. Debo leaves with an injury. McCaffrey hurt his oblique. He was in and out, and then he was ruled out later in the game. And all that, you lose two of your best playmakers on offense. They had a 41-yard field goal attempt with six seconds to go to win the game, and Mr. Moody was all up in a tizzy, and that shit, was he missed to the left a little bit. So easily could have won the game, but at the end of the day, they did not, my friend. So, with that being said, part of the reason that maybe things weren't firing on all cylinders is that Brock Purdy looked mortal for the first time, maybe ever, in yeah. his NFL career. Yeah. Um, but Bruno, it's a, it, you know you raise a good point um, when you you mentioned that he got a loss under his belt, and it's a team in the AFC, so it really doesn't matter in terms of. Uh, the 49ers chances in the NFC or anything like that. And like, you know how we, we talked about how uh, CJ Stroud needed to throw his first pick. Mm-hmm. It was time for Brock Purdy to get his first loss. Like it was, it was time. It, it maybe it was a good thing. A little piece of uh, hi, uh, a slice of humble pie was good for him. Bruno in this game, yeah. watch the 49ers go on a fucking bender after yep. this. Yep. Um, one last thing about this game. Cleveland's defense is a bunch of, D-A-W-G-S's. Dogs. Dogs. Well done. Well synced. Bruno, <laughs> they made the 49ers look dazed and confused out there, especially on a day where the Cleveland offense only mustered up four field goals and a Kareem Hunt receiving touchdown, all while turning the ball over twice. So their defense really held them in the game. And again, I know no Christian McCaffrey at the end. I know no Debo. But still, it's the 49ers. It's, it's Brock Purdy. It's Ayuk, it's George Kittle, it's that offensive line, it's that run game. So, a, a very, very impressive win for the Browns. And, you know, they hope, you know, Deshaun Watson come back healthy and, and, and hopefully elevate that offense a little bit. But that Browns defense is a juggernaut. Yeah, absolutely, Kurt. And again, this just was one of those things that as it was happening, it was kind of just like, oh, wow, the 49ers in a close game against the Browns. And you just, we were all like pretty absolutely sure the 49ers were going to come back and win. And they just simply did not. So that was a shocking result. And Kurt, may I present shocking result number two of the day. Brought to you by the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Kurt, yes, the fucking Jets of New York beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Huh? 20 to 14. What? 
Huh? Their first time ever beating the Eagles? Huh? <laughs> what the fucking titties, Kurt? Uh, yes, the Jets beat the Eagles 20-14. to 14. And Kurt, I'm not going to lie to you, pretty much most of what you just said about Browns 49ers, you can say the same exact thing about the fucking Jets and Eagles. Uh, was there shaky quarterback play from the Jets? Was Zach Dillison the quarterback? Yes. So was the answer to that question? Yes. Was the Jets' defense balling out like the Cleveland defense ball was falling out? Absolutely yes. Was there uh, uncharacteristic Eagles turnovers, just like uncharacteristic uh, 49ers turnovers? Absolutely yes. Speaking of turnovers, Kurt, Jalen Hurts. We all know he's a great quarterback, right? He had three interceptions. Not one, not two, but three interceptions. And the Eagles were actually winning pretty much the whole game. His last interception, Kurt, the, the back-to-back plays... The Jets' defense gets an interception. Jets' offense has a Brees Hall uh, rushing touchdown to put the Jets up for the final margin. So that's great to see for the Jets. The Eagles also turned the ball over a total of four times, and they still could have maybe won this game if they didn't fuck it up at the end. So, Kurt, uh, it's just one of those things that, like, it's just crazy that both this happened the same week to both the Eagles and the 49ers. It's just kind of crazy. I will say, though, unlike the 49ers for the Eagles, they've been playing, like, these kind of close, shitty, not very good games against teams, and they've been kind of getting away with it. That's kind of what it's felt like for the Eagles. We all know they're good. It's not like we're not saying they're not good, but, like, it feels like they've been kind of getting away with stuff rather than dominating teams like the 49ers have been. The Eagles just, they can't get away with that forever, right? And they just didn't put the Jets away. They could have, they should have, but they didn't. Um, and so that they, they they caught the big, what did you say? The big fat L? They caught the big fat L this game. Um, this is really the Jets' formula for winning, if we're going to be honest. I don't think, uh, you know, it, it, they're not going to play a team like the Eagles every week. But, like, lights out defense, the offense making one play when it needs to, and ugly wins, that's just kind of going to be what the Jets' formula is. Um, they've Speaking of who the Jets are playing... They've been playing, they've been, they this year have played Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts, all three of the best quarterbacks in the league. And none of those guys have had a good stat line against the Jets defense. You can go look up all of their stats lines, multiple interceptions, not their usual yardage thrown, not as many touchdowns. So you got to give some credit to uh, the Jets defense. Against the four of the top teams in the NFL, you got Bills, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Eagles. They're two and two which is you know pretty good for the Jets. Their defense, they didn't even have Sauce Gardner today. They didn't even have another one of their secondary guys. I forget, someone else who's good in their secondary. Um, and so their defense is that good. And it's like kind of crazy thinking about what would the Jets could have been if they didn't have Aaron Rodgers getting injured. Like they would be like such a legit team. And Kurt, credit to Kurt, because Kurt was saying that even before the season started. Kurt, I say all that to butter up the Jets. What's so fucking funny here as the final takeaway is that I just said all of that about the Jets. We just talked about all those good teams the Jets have played, all those great quarterbacks the Jets have played, and yet the Jets lost to the Patriots. The Jets lost to the Patriots. Like, it makes me fucking laugh every time I say that out loud. You have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Mac Jones, baby. Let's fucking go. Add Mac Jones to the list of quarterbacks who's beaten the Jets. Kurt. The Jets had never beaten the Eagles. I think it was like 12 times, and they, they finally beat the, the Eagles. They've lost 15 in a row against the Patriots. If the, we fucking beat them in game number two again this year, I'm going to laugh so fucking hard. That's going to be the fucking... That might make up for the whole season of misery. If we somehow beat the Jets in their second game, that's going to be so fucking funny. I hope we do. Oh, I hope we do too. And it would be 16 games, so like essentially like a full season of games. <laughs> Holy shit. That's fucking... I didn't even put that together. That's incredible. Like, not this year or last year because it's 17 <laughs> now, but, like, would it just been fucking epic uh, to think about? That would be so fucking funny. Mac Jones owns the New York Jets. Uh, yikes. Uh, Bruno, we talked about two pretty unbelievable, shocking upsets. 
There was almost a third in week six of the NFL, yeah. Bruno. It came on Monday Night Football. Some are arguing it might, you know, up for interpretation. Let me tell you why, Bruno. Yeah. In another really close game, the Bills got shut out for three quarters, come back to score 14 points in the fourth quarter, and it was just enough to beat the lowly, lowly, lowly <laughs> New York football giants. 14 to 9. Another barn burner, high scoring shootout, bitch. Uh, Bruno, this game. Could have, should have, would have been won by the Giants, except for a couple big errors in this one. Bruno, at the end of the first half, ball on the one-yard line. Ty God Taylor. That's right. <laughs> I said what I said. Ty God Taylor had a play called in from the sideline, a pass play, because they uh, the Giants had zero timeouts, and they were only, what, I don't know, 10-ish seconds on the clock. Yep. And inexplicably, Ty God audibles to a tie run. And I'll tell you what, Bruno, <laughs> that just wasn't good because Saquon got stuffed. And with no timeouts, they weren't able to get back on the ball. So they end up only up going into the half up 6 nothing. Easily could have been three uh, three more points, if not a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But you fucking ran the ball, got stuffed, and didn't get another playoff. Brian Dable, uh, his, post, his interview at halftime was like, I can't even... <laughs> right now he was he's so like, mad he's like i'm sorry i had to go in i can't i can't talk he was furious bruno yep. end of the game similar situation giants once again on the one yard line they run a design play a play action pass for darren waller gets the pass interference call leading to a one final untimed play at the one yard line guess what Bingo. Same play. Or not really. But another designed play for Darren Waller. And this one gets stuffed. But I say that because maybe the stuffing happened illegally by the Bills defender who got very handsy. Uh, And I'll be straight here. It was more of a penalty on the second play than it was on the first play to get them to the second play. And Bruno, it didn't matter. Refs ran out there with their tails tucked between their legs. You know what it reminded me of? The Patriots Panthers game back in like 2014, where Gronk got raped in the back of the end zone, and Brady's yelling at the officials, blah blah blah. It reminded me of that. Yeah, I did. I feel like that maybe also happened against the Broncos. I'm getting flashbacks to that happening against the Broncos too. Maybe I don't know. Lovely, lovely flashbacks. Lovely, there. Bruno. But with that being said, the Bills end up winning the game. But it was another kind of like interesting, weird puzzling performance from them they jet lagged their way to a loss against the jaguars as we've discussed on this podcast uh last week in london and they looked jet lagged this week too back here in the states they had two turnovers early on in the game and you know the lack of scoring kind of felt like oh shit you know they're gonna lose a second game to an inferior opponent uh but then like you know it, it was weird because they were on such a bender such a hot streak going into that london game and then like just came to a screeching halt and again this week just looked looked bad it, it kind of gives the feel that the bills will be up and down a little bit this year and a little bit inconsistent their last point in this one bruno scary scene uh former patriot running back now buffalo bill damien harris went down with a neck injury he had to get carted off ambulance came out again again scary weird vibes when stuff like that happens with a yeah. buffalo bills player um or you know any player in general but um I guess it was just a, a pretty bad neck uh, sprain, but he he's going to be all right. Yep, glad uh, glad he's doing okay. You know, Damon Harris, you know, 
Patriots uh, legend, if you will. So, you know, you never want to see that, and we never want to see really any players getting injured. It's not, not very good. Kurt, this last game of the week before we have the absolute delight of talking about our New England Patriots, how about them motherfucking Cowboys, baby? Yes, those Woo! Cowboys, who lost 42-10 to 10 last week against the 49ers, came out this week, pulled up their pants, strapped on their work boots, plowed those fields, and farmed their way to a 20 to 17 victory over the Chargers. So proud of my farm boys over there. Yep, man, clown up, build a little John Deere tractor squad, actually. Huh? Um, I don't know why I said that, but I'm just going to keep You're wild. Um, <laughs> Dak Prescott, he had a little bit of a bounce back game. Uh, he threw for a touchdown. He ran for one. Finally got C.D. Lamb more involved. He had seven catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Honestly, the fact that he hasn't been more involved recently is like, Cowboys, what the fuck are you doing? He's one of the best receivers on that team and, and one of the better ones in the NFL. Um, Kurt, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, both these teams are kind of back and forth, and so is this game. Uh, Chargers went for it on fourth down at like the five or the seven or something early in the second half. Got stuffed and couldn't get it. The Cowboys muffed a punt late in the game. The Chargers picked it up, scored, and tied it up. So it's like you got kind of had both teams both making plays and fucking up plays at the same time. It was kind of, you know, I, probably what you would expect from a Cowboys Charger game in all honesty, right? Came down to the end of the game. Kind of felt like one of those, like, what's going to happen at the end kind of games. The final two plays for the Chargers this game, Justin Herbert sacked. Justin Herbert throws interception and the Cowboys win. So again, if that's the most char if that's not the most Chargers thing that you've ever heard, then you haven't been following football recently. Um, good win for the Cowboys, I will say, especially again after they got destroyed by the 49ers last week. Also, because both the Eagles and the 49ers lost, I will say this is even a better game for the Cowboys for the whole standings. Not that I really think they're gonna like get the one seed, but it still was like about as good of a week for the Cowboys as you could have had because they're four and two, I believe, and the top three teams the NFC are five and one. So like even though we would put those top three teams above the Cowboys, it's now only one game standing. So they were certainly happy about that. The Chargers. Kurt, I kind of want to get your thoughts here because it's like, how many million times in a row have we said for the Chargers, they shot themselves in their foot and they couldn't get it done when it counts? They put up some stats. Herbert has usual, you know, 227 yards and two touchdowns. Keenan Allen, when he's healthy, he puts up seven catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown pretty much every single game. They got their stats. They got their yards. They just couldn't get the points and they couldn't get the win. So, Kurt, like, I don't know if you have any thoughts here. Like, they just committed big money to Justin Herbert, who I think we all agree is like a good quarterback. Like I don't really think anyone's saying he's not good, but like, is there something about him that's like not going to be able to get to the next level? Is it a Brandon Staley thing, coaching for the Chargers? Is it their whole organization? Like I, I don't really know what you say anymore if you're a Chargers fan. Like yeah, they made the playoffs last year, but it's like, what this loss feels like it happens like eight times a season for the Chargers. Do you have any thoughts, Kurt, on like what you would even do if you were the Chargers? Like, I don't know. I am just not a Brandon Staley guy at all. Like, I think he should have been Fair. fired years ago. Uh, I think he's the problem. Like, at some point, it, it falls at the feet of your head coach. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, just saying. Uh, and I think, you know, there needs to be more accountability for him being a trash head coach. So I've, I place a lot of the blame on him. Okay, that that's fair. I, I would probably agree. I mean, Justin Herbert, I think, has the potential. He has the flashes. He, like, you just got to put him in situations to succeed. So that's tough if you're the Chargers. Hopefully they can bounce back at some point. Kurt, before we move on to our favorite subject of the episode to talk about, was there any thoughts from Mr. Uncle Cowboy about the Cowboys? Game? Yes, there was. Uh, where did he text me? Uncle Chris. Okay. Uncle Chris. He said, 
Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys suckingly back in. <laughs> oh, no. He was out. The 49ers got him out, and the Chargers got him right back in. <laughs> yep, he was out. Now he's back in, baby. Uh, so Cowboys back on board for Panamanian, pal. Kurt, next two weeks for the Cowboys, uh, Rams, who are suddenly playing good ball, and then the Eagles. So we'll see how in he still is in the next two weeks. We got to get him live on a pot or something. I would love that. Get him for a pick six. I would just don't even tell me. Just have him show up. I would be like, first of all, who are you? Because I've never seen what he looks like. And second of all, I would probably just have to take, I'd have to agree with whatever he says. I am also, you would be shocked if you saw him because I am a tall white man and he is a short Panamanian man. You know, I've heard the Panamanian pal thrown. I've heard the title thrown around. I It's not something I've ever really like stopped to think about. But now that you say that, I think that would just add to the whole what the fuck is going on vibe. So just, again, I'm going to forget about this. Bring him on one time and just don't even tell me. Just, like, have him start talking. I'm going to be like, Mr. Panamanian pal, take it away. Who who are you? Yeah, I'm I'm down. We can do that. Okay, sweet. All right, buddy. It's time to do what we have to do. Deep sigh. Deep sigh. Well, uh, yeah, no, we suck, Bruno. We suck. Uh, the Patriots lose what feels like their millionth game in a row dating back to last year because uh, Jets games don't count because we own them. Um, Bruno, we fall to Josh McDaniels, who moves to 3-0 and in his career over Bill Belichick. Uh, final score in this one, Bruno, 21-17. Raiders. Yeah. And Kurt, let me tell you, um, it was a game that we picked differently on the pick six. That being said, it was yet another depressing loss in the collection of depressing losses this year, especially when you consider the circumstances of the game. Kurt, should I just get into several of the depressing circumstances of this game? Should I just get into it? Yes. Circumstance number one, you already touched on. Josh McDaniels uh, beating Bill Belichick. Josh McDaniels, not exactly known as a great head coach. I don't think that's a hot take. Great offensive coordinator. Great when he's on the Patriots. Not exactly a great head coach. So you have that angle. Number two, Jacoby Myers caught a touchdown against the Patriots. Not only did Kurt said, bet your entire life savings, your life, and a million extra dollars on this happening, and he was right, but... It comes at a time when the Patriots wide receivers are lacking anything. And, you know, we really could have used him instead of signing Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> lucky um, us. Lucky us. Lucky us. And then circumstance number three, Kurt, that really just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy as a Patriot. Fucking Jimmy Garoppolo injured in the first half. And who comes in to play the whole fucking second half and beat the New England Patriots is New England Patriots legend Brian fucking Hoyer. Kurt, we couldn't even beat Brian Hoyer. He's fucking 42 years old. We could not beat Brian Hoyer. He's not Tom Brady, 42 years old. He's Brian Hoyer, 42 years old. What the fuck? Dude. And like after Brian Hoyer came out and talked all that shit about Bill Belichick and the Patriots a couple weeks ago, I'm like, that's just not a good look. No. But alas, he did it. But again, he only had like two drives in the second half because the Patriots, goddamn, when they decide they want to score a touchdown, 
have to go on a fucking 19-play expedition down the field that takes 12 and a half minutes. Bruno, this team just, they have no urgency for anything. It's terrible. We don't have urgency for anything, Kurt. I also just think we don't have anything. Like, there's nothing. We own nothing. There's nothing we have other than misery and a win over the Jets. Well, that is true. We do have that. (laughs) (laughs) But, Bruno, like, again, the uncharacteristic mistakes that used to be so unpatriot-like have now just become the norm. This game starts with back-to-back penalties on the Patriots' offense. Your first two scripted plays are penalties. And then... (laughs) And then at the end of the game, when you have a chance to go down and win the game, you have three penalties on that final drive. That is not a good way to start or end a football game, Bruno, if I do say so myself. Now, simply not. With that being said, Bruno, down 19 to 17 in this one, Mac Jones, who has received more flack than anybody for all the right reasons, he's been terrible, throws what I would argue is a top five throw of his NFL career down the left sideline, 50 yards to Devontae Parker. And that fucking Jamoke drops it. I mean, Mac put it between two defenders. It was a sick throw. It's a, it's a, it's a play in the NFL. It needs to be a completion. And Devontae Parker dropped it. So the Patriots would have needed to only go 15 more yards to be in field goal range with plenty of time. I'm not saying they get the job done. They probably would have taken a sack or a holding penalty or something and fucked it up. But, like, at least gave yourselves a chance, and they, they didn't even do that. And then at the end of the game, Devontae Parker gets asked about it, and he's like, yeah, I don't know if I could have made that catch. It was off my fingertips. When every fucking replay shows that shit right in his palms – Take some accountability for your fucking actions. This is not the Patriots of old, Bruno, and I am sick of it. Yeah, Kurt. It's First of all, that was such a beautiful throw. And thinking about – that wouldn't have changed the season, but that could have done so much to change the narrative, like leading a clutch drive, scoring, winning a game, building confidence, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, That would have been so nice. And you're right. It was such a beautiful throw. And for Devontae Parker, who's kind of known to be that jump ball guy, like he's not necessarily a separation guy, but he's like, I'm going to go catch this. Got a big catch radius. It was so depressing to watch that fall off his fingertips. It was depressing to watch the drive before us stop the Raiders on third down and get extend their drive gets extended by a dumbass penalty. It was depressing watching Mac fall back into the end zone on that play and pretty much knowing in your head exactly what was going to happen. And then it happened. So it, it, it was just, it's just, you know, I'm not a Holy Trinity guy, Kurt. I'm really not. I've never been known to be a Holy Trinity guy. But the Holy Trinity of turnovers, bad decisions, and just fucking lack of talent, making plays, execution, whatever you want to call it, um, just really depressing. And it's not even new. Like, I feel like we've been saying this every week. So it's like, we're here to report that it's still happening. We can confirm that it's still happening. It's not the Patriot way anymore. It's the Patriot away. I don't know. The Patriots are away. I, maybe that's what we're going to say now. But, Kurt, we've we've really quickly gone from do your job to can the Patriots do anything. That's, that's kind uh, of where we're at. The answer is no. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just gotten bad, Bruno. And 
I will say this. Um, there has been some rotten luck for the Patriots this year in terms of injuries. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not saying, I mean, every team goes through injuries, but we're only six games in the season here. We've already lost our two best defenders for the year in Christian Gonzalez and Matt Judon. Bruno, I don't know if you took a, a gander at the injury report today. Oh, God. There are 20 Patriots listed on the injury report. <laughs> Holy shit. That's all. Including 12 starters. Bruno, let me hold oh. this up for you. Oh, my God. I haven't. So I haven't seen it all laid out like this. There's a lot of did not participate in limited participation right before my eye. The did not participates are also scary. Trent Brown, Hunter Henry, Jonathan Jones, Josh Uche, Keon White, and Riley Reef. Good. Uh, it's Bills Week. Thank God. Oh, wonderful. We should just sign Riley Reed at this point. <laughs> Yay. Now we're talking. <laughs> now, now we're talking. She knows how to do her job. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does her job. She does it very she, well. She knows the Patriot way better than some Patriots right now. <laughs> we can send her up, see Robert Kraft, and then she'll be on the team. Happy endings for everyone. <laughs> Maybe Josh Allen will get so distracted, he'll put it in her hole instead of the end zone. Listen, I'm down at this point. We might as well try. So we're going to work on that after this episode. He'll put it in her end zone, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, Ayo. Hey, uh, <laughs> what's, what's like mildly concerning is that like this Bills game this weekend, the Bills have been so inconsistent that like you would think the Patriots can hang around. The Giants should have beat them last week. The Jaguars beat them the week before. <sighs> the Patriots will lose by 40. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah. And it's like, it's at home too. So it's just going to be another one of those depressing situations like where all the Bills fans are celebrating and Foxborough and Kurt, like, you're so right. If we had just won these games against the Saints and the Raiders, imagine being three and three with two game winning streak with some momentum coming into a Bills team that has had the shittiest two weeks we've seen from them in a long time. That would have been crazy. That could have been like, yeah, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not making any declarations for the uh, the division or uh, to any declarations of independence here, but the Bills are only four and two. And imagine if they had lost this week, they would have been three and three, and so would we. So, like, thinking about what could have been, you can always do coulda, woulda, shoulda. But I agree, it's it, it's going to be depressing. And I, 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 again, I'm not spoiling our pick six, Kurt, but I would probably bet not only the Bills are going to win, but it's going to be like by double the spread. Yeah, the spread's nine and a half. It'll be more than that. Um, Twenty. Okay. A Patriots going to fall the 0-4 at home. Bruno, I have nothing to fucking say about this game. There's no point in it being a Patriot <laughs> podcast. It's the same thing that happens every week. Right. Yeah, Kurt, I, what's funny is I don't really... There's there's not really too much to break down X's and O's wise. It's just the same shit. Poor penalties at poor times. Lack of execution, catching passes when you need to, getting first sounds when you need to, and dumb decision-making. And what did that result in? Another loss. So it's like, you know, it, it's almost like, you know how the definition of, of insanity is doing the same thing every time and expecting different results? We're sane because we're doing the same thing every time and expecting the same result. So I guess congrats on us for being sane. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to us. <laughs> congrats to us, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking ever Bruno literally do you have anything else or are you, are you good pal Kurt I'm good we got bills and dolphins next two weeks so we're st we're staring at a quick one and five to a quick one and seven 
Um, that's what's coming up. So this has not been a long Patriots conversation. I don't think the next two weeks are going to go any longer than this if we keep playing the way we're playing. So safe to say we won't be picking the Patriots on pick six anytime soon. And will Kurt make it through watching the entirety of Patriots games moving forward? That will be a weekly thing that we have to keep our eyes on. Or my eye. Yeah, I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to be going to Miami in two weeks. Uh, lucky me. You went to that Super Bowl. I did. And I saw Patrick Mahomes win. So terrible. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, Kurt, it's going to be tough. But you know what? I, listen, I don't really have much more to say um, other than I uh, am really looking forward to a bunch of losses in a row, potentially culminating in a Thanksgiving Day game against the aren't we playing on things or no are we not Giants. when's i see yeah playing a culminating in a thanksgiving day game uh oh wait now i'm looking at the schedule are we 11 26 i thought we were playing on thanksgiving or are we not playing on thanksgiving not on thanksgiving just thanksgiving oh, that weekend. week that week okay that week yeah, yeah sorry i don't know why i was leading up to, I, for some reason in my brain i thought we were playing on thanksgiving so i was trying to be like oh leading up to that but i guess it's not you know what let me revise that statement leading up to a dramatic germany game Against the Colts, baby, well, we're probably going to lose against Gardner Minshew. So, yeah, it's been fun. It's been real, Kurt. I have nothing else to say. Uh, I'm going to the Patriots-Commanders game in a few weeks, and we bought the tickets before the season started, and we bought them for a hefty price. They are now like a third of the price that we bought them for, and I want to die. Yikes. So That is not what you want to be seeing. Nope. Bruno, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> Kurt's ready to be done. Well, this season's ready to be done, too. So we're going to do our best here. Um, it's going to be a real shock if we ever win a game this year because we're going to be like, oh shit, like we have to break down a win. But luckily for us, we don't have to do that for a while. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yep, uh, it's been another fun edition talking about uh, NFL. Uh, there's been some fun stories. There's been the Patriots and there's been the rest. So that's been the story of the season. We'll be back on pick six on Sunday. We will be picking the same Patriots team. Kurt's been rising in the pick six standings and I've been falling. My fantasy team went from second place in power rankings to last in the span of like three weeks. The Patriots have not won a game in a millennium and I can't win any more pick six games. So the speaking of Holy Trinities, that's the Bruno Holy, Holy Trinity right there, losing everything. Um, so I, Kurt, think we are, you know, I think we are tied in the pick six. I haven't done it yet, but I think we're tied. But I'd rather be tied with the momentum and picking more recently than me just being a butt brain and picking the wrong stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. But you know what, Kurt? Uh, it's been a lovely time, and we will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys. Talking swords and always know the truth.